Hey, what's up? It's me again, doing a solo pod for the beginning. Uh, I recorded a pod earlier in the day with malts. Still some good stuff in there. However, we, of course, did it at a normal time, 8 p.m.-ish, and Harden has been traded at 2.45 in the morning. I have to wake up for work in five hours, but here we are. Uh, really couldn't sleep anyway because Woj decided to not tweet out the details of the trade for a solid 40 minutes. Uh, that was cool. So um, who needs sleep anyway? All right. We trade hard for Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, KJ Martin, multiple draft picks, and a pick swap for James, for James Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip Bradshaw. Yeah. I mean, whatever the multiple draft picks is defined as would be nice, but I'm going with what I got right now. So not a great return, of course. Uh, I don't wasn't really expecting much. However, my my initial reaction is, did PJ really have to be in the deal? Uh, he, he clears up cap space for next year. I do believe Embiid is the only player under contract for next year. I don't. Maybe KJ Martin has has a deal. I I, I don't know. Um, but KJ Martin might be waived. Um. It it they they definitely I don't know maybe Daryl knows something about the free agents next year there is I mean there's a bit of depth in there but you're relying on a lot of old guys you're relying on a lot of uh, people wanting to go to Philly which hasn't always worked he had a lot more success with that in Houston because players wanted to go to Houston um let me, I I sound extremely negative but this team was going nowhere with uh with James Harden so. I'll take it. Uh, but yes, uh, KJ Martin is not under contract for next year. I did just look that up. I I mean, okay. <laughs> we mentioned, Maltz and I mentioned on the pod how athletic wings, even with the Ubre signing, it's been, the, the gap has been bridged a little bit uh, with Ubre. Uh, now we've just added all wings, which, I mean, it is important. However, three of them are probably cooked and one of them is KJ Martin. Uh very athletic guy, just can't really shoot. Um Morris is the one I have the highest hopes for. He's actually been decent-ish last two years. Three years ago he was really good. Um but we'll, we'll see. I mean as long as he can shoot, he's still tall up there. The draft picks are what really matters. Obviously, this if Daryl didn't think, and I'm not going to be, I, I think Daryl has done a pretty shit job. <laughs> if I'm not just here, just uh, in totality, I mean, look at the Al Horford thing. I, I've mentioned it before. Al Horford is still a good contributor. Hung on to Ben Simmons forever so he can get a wash James Harden uh, that had some very glaring flaws because the guy can't quit him. I will say I always thought Daryl's blind spot was Harden. Now Harden's gone. I don't know what this means, but uh, it it's whatever. I sound negative, but I'm so glad to not have to deal with this situation. So let me go on the positives. Like I said, Harden was going nowhere in terms of playoffs. I actually think 
for the Clippers. Not that who cares about the Clippers, of course, but I actually think it hurts the Clippers' chances of winning anything. Not because they gave up anything good for now, but they could have used those draft picks elsewhere. They could have uh, went after literally anyone but Harden, and I think they would have been better. I think they would have been better if they didn't use those draft picks on anything at all. Even if I think all these guys are potentially cooked. Uh, he is a losing player. He always has been. Um, he blames everyone else for his failures. He is a pretty shit teammate in, in that respect. I know some guys liked him like PJ and, uh, Patrick Beverly. And we did talk about that, how he was at least like hanging out. Uh, we talk about that later in the pod, how he was at least showing up with the guys and talking to them, whatever it may be. But I mean, every year. Like he's had issues with Chris Paul. He's, I think, had more issues than was talked about with Embiid. I don't think he liked having a center. He's very difficult to build a team around. And now it's not his team. Now, of course, maybe he turns a leaf, but I don't know at this point, expecting a guy at his age to to completely change is, is a little foolhardy. So, um, I don't know. He, we had no shot with him. And as the years go, or as the time goes on, I do think there could have been hardened value from a team that, you know, uh, a team either faltered that was supposed to be good or a team is all of a sudden good that didn't expect to be good. I think I, I was hoping for a trade there. I think that could increase the value, increase the bidders. Did not happen, of course. Um, I, but I get, I don't know. something. I don't know what happened to think for Daryl to think this is now the package I'm going to take for James Harden. Uh, once again, I, I, of course, it's like talking out both sides of my mouth because on one hand, I think he sucks and no one should trade for him. But on the other hand, I feel like he should get more from him, but that's because of his reputation uh, is still a little higher than I think it should be. And I don't know. Just I don't know why to pounce now. Maybe it's because uh, you can trade these guys again closer to the deadline. The closer you do that, the earlier you do that, the more easy it is to trade them later. So, uh, yeah, of course, it's not an enthusiastic return from Harden. But, of course, the multiple draft picks are the thing that matters. That's all we care about. Uh, and it appears, here's what I know. Oh, good Lord. Here's my... Here's my live reaction. <laughs> um, we are getting two first round picks, a 2028 unprotected first, <laughs> a future pick from a third team. So that'll be announced at some point. Two unprotected seconds and a pick swap. Man. Well, I mean... Who knows? I guess, I, honestly, I think the strategy in terms of anything this year, which they probably have no, especially no shot here. Uh, my guess is those picks are going to be rerouted. If you can get anything for this year, it would be for someone that's expiring. And then you just, you get them because the team knows they're going to walk. You give them a couple first, they'll expire than nothing if they're going to walk. I mentioned OG Ananobi on this pod. Of course, Masai Jiri is very stubborn, but I also like, I do understand not wanting to pay OG and Adobe 40 million a year, especially because he plays maybe 30 games a year. Uh, in addition to the fact that how good is he? Uh, we've, he's always been a guy everyone's loved and he just hasn't really, 
I want to say live up to expectations recently. So uh, these will be rerouted. The Sixers will not be making these picks is is my guess. Uh, but who knows? Anything can happen. Who knows? Maybe this is the beginning of the end. Uh, but there are other guys too, not just OG Ananobi. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I think that's what they really got to focus towards. Also, on the bright side of things too, if you really want the Sixers to get Paul George in free agency this upcoming year, or Kawhi Leonard, I think James Harden is going to blow the Clippers up because he does that every fucking team he's on. And that gives them a better shot at landing them in free agency. Now, granted, I'm sure James Harden is going to talk a lot of shit about Philly to those guys, but who knows? Maybe they'll turn on James. Uh, but Paul George and Kawhi are free agents. Like, if that wasn't clear by that at the end of the season. But um, not great, I think. I mean, at least Roko's back. Love Roko. But. Yeah. Not great, not great, not great. Well, time to monitor other teams' unhappy situations, and hopefully Embiid doesn't turn into that. There's still a lot of positivity around the Sixers. This is actually a really positive pod. Um, I'm still going to leave it in. There's a lot we talked about. The Sixers also waiting, waving Danny Green, should mention, uh, which is unfortunate. I think Danny had a little bit to give him. He's a good locker room guy. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should bring the Frosty Freeze out back. Uh, just for Rocco. I don't know how he feels about Chick fil A, but things are not looking great for Philadelphia. So, um, Horns of Fraud, though. So, you know, that's that. But I'm going to wrap it up uh, here. I, I know there will be more takes as it goes through, but this, it, I mean, the most optimistic you can look at is ton of cap space this year granted every team that's ever done that has pretty much failed miserably look at the knicks for the last decade and they're they're an even bigger draw than philadelphia um but hey harden more than gonna he wasn't even i mean i don't know if he was gonna play here i really i thought he was um but who knows if he he was they know better than i do not only that uh there was no chance he was resigned so Leverage is kind of ruined. So at that at that point, you could argue getting two firsts and a swap. Uh, who cares about the seconds? We piss away all of our seconds for tampering and selling them to teams so Josh Harris can fund his next yacht adventure. Um, okay, other optimistic because I feel like I've been super negative on here. Bunch of very tradable salaries that they've acquired. Uh, they're all in the mid teens in terms of money that's a lot easier to move than say it's Tobias Harris in the 40 they can stack them with other people you can pretty much match any team offers so that's the one nice thing though the, the, the Tucker thing is I actually think my most pessimistic part of this where he was actually pretty valuable I know box score doesn't indicate it and Maybe we see more Uber right now, or I, I guess they slide Morris in there. You'll actually see Morris in the box score more, but in some ways, I I, I like P.J. Tucker better. Uh, P.J. Tucker, also in the playoffs, I felt like really was a the the which is a testament to how bad things were last year, that P.J. Tucker was the emotional leader of the team. I mean, I felt like he really fired the guys up and actually like gave them shit for how miserable they were flopping. Um. But we'll see where this goes. 
Uh, I'm not going to say Mori we trust because I have not trusted him in a little bit. <laughs> so, home for the best, Daryl. used to be a great GM. He is a great GM when Harden's not involved for the most part. So, uh, there you go. I'll end glass half full, but... I am going to keep the pod in with malts after this. It was actually uploaded, so I guess I got to delete the other one. But uh, didn't promote it yet, so hopefully no one's listened to it. Uh, there's some good stuff in there. Of course, we talk about things that are now moot, like James Harden and Danny Green. And we don't talk about the other guys, but, you know, we, we do break down how they've been playing recently. So uh, if you want to see any of our insights there, feel free to give it a listen. Uh, I did think there was some really good stuff in there, so. Um, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Like the Harden thing. What a miserable tenure that was for him. Good Lord. Thank you for listening for this part. Hopefully the next part's a little bit more enjoyable. Welcome to the Sixers Mania podcast. I'm your host, Will Coffrin. Joining me, founder of Sixers Mania, some are calling him, Justin Maltz. Maltz, how are you doing? I'm back. I'm back. I know y'all missed me. You had Sam, unfortunately, last podcast. Knicks fan, by the way, but we love him. Um, <laughs> it is just funny how Knicks, Phillies, he's now writing for the Phillies, so good for, or writing about the Phillies, so good for you Sam. Know, he's, an, he's a Northeast fan. That's what he is. He loves the Northeast. He just loves the Northeast. He's, he's a Boston Bruins fan. That one's not actually true. Uh, <laughs> we just made that one up. But oh, no, good to be back. Good to be back. Sixers basketball finally fan. upon us. It gives us something to actually watch, you know, when the fun football is not on. So it's uh, it's refreshing. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I have low expectations this season. I know we're three games in recording this right now, but still, I had low expectations this season. And uh, I've uh, I've seen some good things so far, which I'm sure we'll get into. Not the hot take segment, but I got to say. I missed three games into the season. I missed hmm. the uh, low expectation seasons. This has been nice. So yeah. Far. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's not going. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, whatever. I, I, I expect them to lose. I mean, granted, I think they've, if you were to ask me how they would go versus these three games, just by opponent strength, I would have said they went two and one, but I did not yeah. expect them to play the Bucks as close as they did. And, and we'll get into the Bucks game, but game one. they were yeah. hosed by the refs, which I'm not a blame the refs guy, but Bitch. um, yeah, seriously, man, like <laughs> no, Shot, uh, God, that that's gonna ruin every time I talk about people that are blame the refs, people. But but yes, uh, Mitch tends to do that. But I'm not that type of guy. I don't think that's usually the case. I think a lot of time, like, and even in that Bucks game, the Sixers could have won it. I guess we'll just go right into it. The Sixers could have won it, but two and one after three games. Uh, I'll start on the Bucks game. I guess. I mean, they just got hosed. I've, have you ever seen yep. the marginal contact? call where it gets over mm-hmm. there they review it and they're like well there was marginal contact so we'll we'll actually get rid of it yeah no no usually they don't go back like that it's very right. it's very it's very rare it, i've never heard that explanation rare. it's either overturn and then they didn't give us a jump ball they just gave the the ball to the box yeah yeah i mean they 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 and the sixers played very very well throughout the entire game which which like you said i, I mean i was kind of surprised because they just topped about on paper they're outmatched big time i mean ever since the dame trade so yeah i mean they they hung in there and you know max showed some really good flashes in game one of the season and bead looked like he's picking up right where he left off from last season um you know had some rust early the free throws were an issue in game one but he he's Clean that up they've since, been so. an issue throughout uh yeah not to start fine. on the negative but I, I was going through stats today I, I was writing another i guess i'll plug it i was writing another article for six or since i just recently wrote one and now i'm putting up another that will probably get published in the next few days but uh and beats currently shooting 65 percent from the free throw line 
wild. He'll uh, be fine. He's three not, games. He's fine. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not worried about that. And we'll talk about Embiid further on. But yeah, we, we missed a bunch of free throws against the Bucks, which is the element where you can win. And even though we did only lose by one, that Melton, ban- what was it, banked in three, right, to cut it to one. Or was it? A, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like so, so really, we lost by four, and then we had a bunch of free throws. But, I mean... It was uh there were there was a couple other calls too. Obviously Giannis airballed and then they called it a, a like rebound and Dame hit a three. Like I don't know, there's three points right there. It's just yeah, there was a lot of watch, but we yeah, there we was a lot of BS. On. It's one of those yeah, it's one of those games like yes, yes, it's a loss and there's eighty two games on the schedule, so they'll be just fine. But to see them play you know, up to the up to the level of the Bucks in game one. And I know the Bucks, you know, they didn't have the cleanest game. I'm sure they'll they'll clean some things. It looked like, you know, we thought of, oh, it would be a three-headed monster with Chris Middleton. It's clearly not so far with, you know, kind of just Dame and Giannis, which I figured, you know, Chris and was kind of, dog shit against the Hawks. People, they just got oh yeah, he was hard. Like, he had six yeah, like turnovers, six points. one made shot, didn't points. go to the free throw line twenty times like he did against I think he went nine yeah. against us, but but it's it's one of those things too. And I've seen posts like even get not really to get off too much Sixers tape, but we just played the you know the Blazers and like eight and People roasting eight. It's like, oh, well, you got to dominate. Which, like, listen, Aiton's an average center, but like, he's average. But there's a lot of people. Like, oh, we got average. He sucks. Like, oh, you should be on the league. Blah blah blah. It's like, it's like pump the. Bra- I know they they let to pull up the stats. It's like it's been three four games. Like this does this isn't football where it's three four right. games. Right. Yeah. No. NBA. No. Things are going to change. No. And let's give this weeks. Yeah. There's still a lot to talk about, and there are some for sure. For sure. Like like I think actual shot percentages obviously are going to fluctuate. They're going to go down. Some are going to go down. Some are going to go up. However, I do think there are major takeaways from the first three games in terms of guys that look better, guys who look worse, as we'll get into. We're not going to go game by game. I just want to talk about the Bucks game because obviously that was the most important one. Uh, I know it was the furthest one because it was the least recent. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bucks, I mean, they look good. I just, I don't know if the Bucks are maybe a little overrated. I'm not just saying that because we played them close and I have low expectations for the team, but uh, it's just, I mean, and they're going to figure it out. They're probably going to get better, but I'm not sure about Middleton. They have a lot of, their their depth isn't too great. I do think Drew Holiday was was weirdly important and kind of fit like the ethos of that team. Um, And we'll see about coaching, but um, they're yeah, important they to talk about because they are someone we would ha- presumably have to go through. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, and they really aren't that deep, like you said. I mean, they have like, I mean, well, Brook Lopez is their starting center, which Brooke is, is awesome. He, he's, criminally, he's criminally underrated at Brook Lopez. That is, that's a fact. I mean, he during that game, I'm like, perfectly. He, he's like the best player on their team. I swear. It's just like the, pro, like just really, the it's just, an amazing yeah. fit next to Giannis. Like there's like, there's very few centers in the league. Like put him next to Giannis and just let him hit threes all day. And yep. he does that. So, yeah. Right. Uh, and he's the best defensive player on the team. And he plays a position where <laughs> defense is very valuable. Oh, it is. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see with them. Bring D center. <laughs> um, I don't need I don't have any like specific Raptors or Blazers takes takeaways. So we'll just go. No, Raptors are the by. same. They have a bunch of small forwards that are athletic right. and somehow hit three as much as against the Sixers. They're actually Sixers. They're basically the Sixers if the Sixers didn't have Embiid, is how I call them yeah, because yeah, they don't really have a point guard. They have a promising young player in Scotty Barnes, our version's Maxi. And then they have Siakam, who's like Kind of Tobias Harris. Tobias, yeah, yeah, yeah in a way. <laughs> and yeah, then, I guess, like yeah, I said, just no point guard, no, and then whatever. No superstar, a, yeah, yeah. They got a couple of nice players. I know they have a lot, a lot of long athletic wings, so like that's that's the difference. But no. you know, Kelly Oubre is also the greatest player. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, I was gonna say, so, yeah, we got Kelly Oubre now. You're right, uh, and that was the other thing about the Bucks game too. Kelly Oubre was on fire, and he's not that good of a shooter. Uh, I do think Kelly Oubre is a very good player, as we'll 
we'll get into for for what he is. I'm I'm all in on Ubre, but oh yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah. I I guess we'll just go we'll go by, player by player. We gotta talk about the biggest, mm-hmm. um, the happiest subject, I guess I would say, of the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, of Jaden course there's Embiid. Springer. Oh no, <laughs> of course there's Embiid, but Tyrese Maxey. I mean, every time I I. You know, I talked about potentially trading him in the in the in the offseason because I didn't think he was going to be able to take this playmaking leap. He's not only taking a playmaking leap, he and his percentages are going to go down, as we mentioned. He's shooting 56% from three on eight attempts per game. 8.3, if I'm being exact. But he has gotten better in so many areas. He's been a better shooter. He's been a better rebounder. He's been a better passer. His turnovers have gone down. His assists have doubled. His rebounds have nearly doubled. His scoring's gone up 10 points. He, his th- free throw percentage has gone up like 6%. He's doubled his free throw attempts, more than doubled his free throw attempts per game. He's getting to the line. He's finishing through contact. And, and that's the other thing, too. I say he's finishing through contact. He's actually shooting not a, a lower percentage at the rim than he has in his career. He's at a very low percentage. Once that creeps up, he can get even better from there. So, yes, is the shooting going to go down? Absolutely. But the finishing around the rim, he that's his best skill in my mind. And I yeah. expect that to rise. He's been incredible. So right now, his averages are 30.3, uh, 6.7 boards, and 6.3 assists per game on on uh, 50% from the field, 56% from three. So he shoots higher from three than he does for two. Hilarious. And then 91% from the line on yeah. 7.7 attempts per game, which is only one lower than Joel Embiid, who yeah. is, you know, yeah. quote-unquote free throw merchant, which is ridiculous, but whatever. One, one turnover per game for 6.3 assists. Incredible. And I love what Nick Nurse is doing. I'll, I'll let you talk about it, but he's mm-hmm. not, he, you know, he's not the hardened point guard. Embiid actually leads us in assists per game. Of course, he has a lot of turnovers, namely from that first Bucks game where he was pretty abysmal on that end. But Maxi is second in assists per game with 6.3. Him, Melton, and Embiid have kind of been like a, a three-headed point guard. It's not, I wouldn't call it a monster because they, they can definitely improve in that area. for the Not a monster, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the fact that James Harden's sitting on the bench and Tobias Harris is Tobias Harris, and that is $80 million of salary, roughly. Incredible work by Nick Nurse and, you know, those those three. I, Melton's been rough shooting percentage. But, yeah, yeah. But, man, like, incredible. I'll let you talk about Max. No, it's, I agree. I, I do like the Nurse kind of point guard by committee thing there, and, and I have seen, just to point out, yeah, like you said, Joel has brought the ball up a lot more this season, so I, it's only through three games, but, you know, he he definitely has, which is, you have to. I mean, he's, he Joel can pass for his size, and like you said, we do not have a true point guard on, on the court. Maxie, sure, he's kind of, you know, he's more of a scorer. He's still in the void better anyway. than I thought he would, though. Yeah, in, big time, in terms big of time. The, the passing element of it. But I think Tyrese, too, it's also just like the confidence that he's I think you know gained and they almost really he's changed from like and I even heard this on the broadcast from like Allah and Kay and it's true we're like hey like we expect you to be you know now it's like we expect you to be great it was like you know oh he's the young he's the up and coming dude he he'll be good in you know a year or two get now he's good like now he's like right. this is I don't want to say it's not his team, but like he's number two. He's a clear number two. Before, and I know you're an anti-Harden, even when Harden, whatever, there was flash story. I was like, you know what? Like Harden, this is Harden's game, right? Now, like, obviously Harden's not on the He's floor. better than James Harden ever was for the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, I disagree, but that's fine. In moments, whatever. For At the this Sixers? point. I when was Harden ever better? 
I think I think Hardman was a number two at some point in, in his Sixers career. I, I, I totally think, I don't disagree. Know. I, I know uh, I'm I know I'm anti Harden. I think you're very anti Maxi right now. And yes, the percentage at this moment, oh, absolutely, I would take Maxi. But like what Maxi was last year, which was still really really good. I, yeah, Harden, I don't think he was better. Than, well, I do actually. I did think he was better than Harden last year, but. I think they were one A one B is what I'm saying was what I was even last season whatever for at their position whatever comparing those two but the point is Maxi yes has took a drastic step through three games which once again we can come back here in two weeks and say oh, oh my god what happened Tyrese yeah, Maxey you know what I mean so yes so it's a lot of that but absolutely I mean he's shown some flashes of like wow there's some development there and I think the Nick Nurse the way he helps run the offense and spread the floor and just you can kind of see the players are are I don't want to say motivated but it it just feels different this year so it's nice to see and you know once again I mean we'll get into it there's a you know, there's something hard that is something hard but yeah Max oh, great of course but um just going on Maxi right now so I know I said the percentages are going to dip, and I, I do truly believe that. But in terms of the, the shooting, it is way more effortless for him. You know, I'm not going to talk about everything when he first entered the league, but when he entered the league, he was floaters only, and he shot essentially all of his three-pointers on the line, uh, and he was terrified to shoot them and didn't get to the line much because he was taking floaters all the time. All he of that, now he shoots from crazy deep, and yes, he's a little bit more confident because they've been going in, but he shoots for crazy deep. It looks effortless. He can shoot from different areas on the court. Uh, and then I mentioned the getting to the line, everything like that. But the biggest thing for me, he's hitting those like JJ Redick dribble handoff mm -hmm. floating in midair and hitting them off of movement. We haven't seen a guy do that since Redick for this team. And Maxi is filling that void. And if JJ Redick could handle the ball and do all this other shit, Maxi did, he would have been crazy helpful. Like I, oh, <laughs> I always used to talk about Embiid and Maxi were not a perfect fit. Maxi has made himself a very good fit with Embiid, which is, uh, you know, kudos to Maxi just. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations in every way. And I know they, they actually, they practiced a lot over the off season, just kind of the, those two guys going at it together, which is, which is great. And which you have obviously had to get on the same page. And I think they knew with the Harden situation that like Matt Maxi understood, you know, kind of where he was on the team and, and his role. And like, damn, like I have to step up. Like I'm the second guy by like, I'm going to clear second option. Like if Joel's off, Maxi needs to be on. And obviously so far it's worked. And like you said, he's understood kind of his role and exactly what he needs to be. And, I agree. I mean, the, the shooting, you're seeing it. He, the confidence is huge. And, he, you know, he's not hesitating at all to pull it. And like you said, even the dribble handoff, the way that kind of Embiid and Max are running the pick and roll and pick and pop is there. It works. And uh, it's looked really good through three games. It's looked really, really good. It's impressive. Yeah. And, you know, he, like I said, with the rebounding being up too, and I, I that I'm, I'm very rare to talk about rebounds. He's currently second in the team in rebounds per game, uh, which is just funny. And you can say maybe the team wants him to get the rebounds because he can really push the tempo. And you don't want Tobias Harris to get the rebound because A, he'll slow it down, and B, Tobias Harris will be like, well, it's Toby time now. But Maxi's he added rebounding when he didn't need to. He's just doing other stuff. He's a 6'1 guard. And, uh, I mean, I, I love the guy. He's been incredible. I think it really does. Uh, that's, I don't want to step on the toes too much of the article I'm writing, but it really does change the calculus of who we can acquire for Harden and how we can improve the team. Because I thought they pretty much had no hope unless Maxi took like a small step and he's taken a giant step. So I'm not saying I'm hopeful. I'm not saying championship or bust, uh, but I do believe more than I did before the season that they could make this team a contender via trade. You're, you're saying including Maxi. 
No, you have no. Maxi on the team. No, okay. I'm saying you okay. keep Maxi because like, I thought you were packaging Maxi. No, 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 no absolutely I wasn't not. Sure, I wasn't not sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, depending on the offer, like I would obviously <laughs> no. consider. But I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, I don't yeah. think you would do that mid-season with how Correct. important of a piece he's been. What I'm saying is, when initially with Harden, I was like, we need to bring in a guy. Like it was a problem because we don't have any wings, and we need a guy who can dribble and pass and everything because we didn't have that. Maxi's taken some of the load for the playmaking so now i'm looking at it like well now you really could just go in for that wing for harden and i'm not saying one-to-one pe- teams don't want harden but you could get picks yeah. and whatnot for harden and then go for the player or whatever it may be we'll see how the season shakes out you know no for sure for sure I, yeah I, I do agree i mean it definitely changes kind of the look of the the, the team but you're still gonna need it and the, i i believe this you're gonna need firepower come playoff time I mean, I, I love them. Yeah, this team's not good enough right now. No, no. I mean, right right now, they're just they're just not. People are like, oh, my God, like Maxi. Maxi is great. Not the problem. Embiid, great, phenomenal. Uh, MVP caliber player, obviously an MVP. Like, they're, they're missing a – and they don't have to be a superstar, but you need a guy that is capable of getting buckets just consistently. I, I don't know how you want to frame it, but it's got to be a very good player. I'm not saying MVP, but it's got to be a very – Top 25, top 20. I don't know what the number is, but it's got to be a good player return or else you're not competing for shit because you get to the conference finals somehow, make it out of the second round. Sure. But like you're not going to just you can't compete. You just can't compete. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I just want to say, though, because it seems it, well, I can't believe I'm being the, the optimist here uh, with this team is like Maxi has that role to him. He looks like he can improve upon it. We have him. We have Embiid, of course. That That is a very potent duo. I mean, just think of when Harden and Chris Paul were on the Rockets. Is the Maxi and B duo as good as those guys? I think so. Uh, yeah, Hard- but, but there's going to be a night where Maxi's off from three. He's over three from three, and he, he'll be one for whatever. There's going to be nights where he's yeah. off and Embiid's uh, turnover machine, and that's going to happen. But that, if that happens in, though, you know, the playoffs, small sample size, everything's magnified. Of that course, happens in game two. Who's stepping up? Who's my We're not a guy? complete team right now, but of we course. don't have Harden. And the other thing, too, is, like, yes, I thought, the, and once again, Harden or not, low expectations or not, I expected this team to be two and one at the standpoint that we are at right now. But I will say, I think this team can do better than I thought. If if James Harden plays zero games, I I think that they'll be perfectly fine. I don't think they'll miss a beat from when they were last. Yeah, year, no, they they honest. definitely exceeded expectations with the with the current roster that's on the, that's on the floor. A- absolutely. Well, but... well, that's my point. Is now, yeah, but that's great. You, here's your here's your participation trophy. I need. I want to win playoff games. No, no shit. But I'm just saying we could we can stay afloat. We we can now handle the uh, before with the Harden situation. I yeah. think there was an element of panic because yeah. it was like if Harden doesn't play, then we're getting zero from him. This team's well, gonna be terrible. Think... We'll be hanging around the eight seed, and yeah. and it's whatever. Now I'm not. I'm like I'm not saying that was a complete. I will final. say. What? I will say though, on underrate. I mean, I know we're gonna talk about him. Kelly Oubre though is a big, right, is a big of piece course. of those wins. He is. He's a big piece to why the team is being is, is right. been successful. And in the games we've won, he's made zero threes. So you know his percentage might be. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, his percentage is not great because of those two games. He's shooting thirty one percent from three. But that Bucks game where he was killing it and keeping us afloat, he he uh, shot amazing. and We still lost. So the fact that he's able to like, what's he gonna do when he's just having an okay night from three? Like this team has a higher ceiling, I think, when everything's yep. clicking because Embiid yep. was pretty bad against the Bucks. In my yep. mind, his stats weren't too bad, but I thought he was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, 
we don't need Harden. We don't need to rush a trade. We can wait for correct, Harden. correct, correct. They, they okay, can, that was yes, my major I agree. point. Great. Yeah, they, they they certainly can stay afloat and, and get some wins and get and get a decently high seed in the East. Absolutely. This as long and we've agreed on this plenty of times. You even take Maxi off the floor. I'm not saying you know they're they're clearly a worse team without Tyrese Maxi. Right. Don't get it twisted. But with Joel Embiid, they're still a right maybe. You know, they're a play-in yeah. play You take everyone because off the, the team. The team yeah. without Ben Simmons, Maxi was not right. nearly as good. No. I don't think that team was, you know, I, I guess Danny Green was better and, and a few other pieces. But we were good without Simmons and yeah. with Maxi not being that great, you know. So so we can do it, I'm, of course. Uh, I'm just I'm saying we like I'm on the team. I, I, I might as well. I'm a spokesperson for this team now that I'm the optimist. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. I'm that. That's how I'm going to wrap up Maxi there, unless you have any more thoughts. I no. want to talk about Joel next, uh, just because might as well talk about the two best players. We so, hit them all. We mentioned that he, he's leading our team in assists. He was awful in game one as a passer. I feel like he always starts off slow, besides his rookie year when he was in great shape. Um, I do think he's in pretty bad shape, I will say. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but... I was Joel? I was cooking up a t- yeah I was cooking up a take and he he proved me wrong yesterday I was like I don't think he can dunk a basketball and then yesterday he did and it was a pretty nice dunk but he gets no elevation I uh, did have three blocks which is nice but he didn't really have to leap for that I do like that he's uh transitioned into more of a defensive minded guy here but I, I'm sounding very negative about Joel and he's averaging thirty one points seven assists mm-hmm. and ten rebounds so and three blocks so keep that in mind um. I, I do know how good he, he is. Uh, yeah. I will say what I like about Joel, his approach, and a lot of this is Nick Nurse. Once again, credit to him. In my mind, and Embiid is shooting a career high 4.7 threes per game at a career high percentage, too. I think Embiid has gone more into, and it's funny because it's Nick Nurse, how he was in 2019 a little bit more. He's mm-hmm. a better player than he was in 2019, but he's playing his 2019 style, which was, I'm going to shoot more. Uh, so I can devote myself to defense, which I do like seeing uh, like where he's not posting off every single play. He's going to try. He's trying to do things that are more sustainable in the playoffs, which he's done in the previous years too. under doc, but under doc, it was all isolation. Joe put him in the high post, whatever it may be. He's going from the three point line. Now he's making passes. He's hitting cutters. He's doing things that I haven't seen him do. So on the positive end, I'm saying I like his approach better. And I think he'll get better at it throughout the season. I think his numbers will probably dip. He just had that monster game. However, free throw percentage is going to go up. Uh, yeah, Honestly, that, uh, attempts yeah. will probably go up too because that he's at a career low for that, and is he's made a more effort on the rebounding end. So, uh, which of course goes along with defense. But I don't know. That's my overall. Yeah, who all takes. Yeah, I mean, six blocks yesterday. I mean, played great defensively. Two effortless blocks, blocks too. Now, granted, yeah, Blazers are pretty Farm easy Blazers. to block because they don't pass. And eight yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah, yeah, they got a bunch of athletic guys, and that's yeah, yeah. But I I will say, I mean, with Joel too. I mean, I I think. The in shape comments, which we see every single season, it, it takes time to really pick up that game speed, especially after a long offseason. And, and also, you only played one preseason game. I'm not expecting correct. major condition. I still just, but I do, I do want to say, like, I'm a little disappointed in the shape he came in. Not that I had super high expectations, but it's like, I hope it, yeah. I mean, I, I will, yeah, but he's still, he's producing. And, you know, Nick Nurse, like we said, and we've seen, he plays him essentially the entire first quarter, which is, which is great. And I, I love it. He only ended up more. with 29 minutes yesterday. Yeah. Well, they, you know, in the blowouts there, they sit him late. But, you know, no, in, I get that. The, but I'm just saying, like, that's awesome. You yeah, can, that's great. In hey, 29 minutes, coast. he can dominate like that and then just, yeah. 
Well, and yeah, this is of. it's true. Even like Allah said it, let you know, on the broadcast, which of course I had to listen to, um, because we love Allah here. But we were listening, and uh, basically Allah goes through and says that, hey, you got to blow these bad teams out in the first half, which is true. Put them away early; they're not going to come back late, and that's exactly what the Sixers did. And you get a guy like Joel, who obviously he needs rest, and luckily the Sixers are off for like three or four days here, but you know needs rest and and gets plenty of rest, extra time in that game, but. I love Nick Nurse for playing his starters a lot. You know, I know we talked about it even in, the, in like the preseason and before the season started, just about, hey, like, do we feel comfortable with them be playing that many minutes? And I, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think for him to get up to the condition that he needs to be in because playoffs, he's playing as, as much as we need him, which is 95%, 90% of the game. It just is because this team's not good enough when he's off the floor. And we've seen the plus minus when he's off the floor. It's horrendous usually, especially in the playoffs. So he's going to have to work his way up to game speed or, or to, you know, the, the, the health and shape he needs to get into. So he'll get there. It's a long season. He, plenty of time. Yeah. I'm not worried about your well. Yeah. And once again, I, I mentioned can some concerns and he's averaging 31, 10, seven, three blocks. Yeah. On great numbers. So better, I'm not better than better than Jokic. Better than Jokic. Thank you. I'm gonna be honest. Jokic. Like if I've ever said I think Jokic is better, I, I'm just lying because I do think Embiid's better. I think I definitely I just, said I just, that I just like feel like or a, something. I feel like a I'm honestly if I say it, it's just because I'm a coward and I don't want to get made fun of, I guess. But I do think <sighs> I've always I, it's much. just an all time debate. It's such a good <laughs> debate though. And like Nuggets fans hate also, us. They I think hate Jokic us. is very good. I just happen to think they are the, the two best players. In the they're league. just by far, yeah, they're by, by far the two best. And like, we respect the greatest. And, and not like I've ever said, it, oh my God, Jokic should have MVP. He's a great, great, great Well, after great last player. year, I, I, I so did say some Joel. bad things about Jokic, but after last year, I have nothing left to well, say. There's, He's but there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fans, oh, sympathy MVP. Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, that, that is ridiculous. That's the ridiculous bullshit. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. It's, it's crazy. Movies. I'm a uh, mini tangent. It's crazy how Jokic no, go off. was getting MVPs and then doing nothing in the playoffs and nobody cared and they wanted to give him another MVP and that's and they didn't because he didn't have playoff success and then he had playoff success and meanwhile Embiid does it one year and it is sympathy and people are talking about it's the worst MVP of all time like Derek Rose won the MVP over LeBron averaging like 20 and six <laughs> his numbers were a little bit better than that but the yeah you know like there's been some worse MVP votes. Also, Dwight. Howard. It really, it really sounds weak, though. But here, I have to put this out because it's just, it's very, very weak. I, the the whole like point leader, which is great, and Joel obviously led the league in points per game back to back seasons. Which he was I don't the best score in the game and a better defender than Jokic, and people were like, he's the best score in the game. And I and I and I I get the rebound stat, but the rebound stat is hella inflated. Okay, you get a rebound off a fucking missed free throw, pump the brakes a little bit. The assist, he's a great passer. Also, a lot of rebound is schematic like nick nurse that's what i'm saying like crashing re- glass the rebounds. others don't and like some teams like yeah. we mentioned with what like maxi it's happened with westbrook too sometimes you want that guy to get the board because they can push it no absolutely and, and i said it's true but like i sound like a casual but like literally like, yeah points win ha huh? you gotta score more points to win but like legit like it's the most it, important thing it's it's the it's the most important by far it's not even close don't give me the whole rebound thing the assist eye test yes we know Jokic is a great passer for his size but Joel Embiid back to back season guess what he might do it a third he just might so we'll see yeah especially once those free throw numbers go up both percentage and attempts uh who knows with the three point percentage but I've always believed in Joel as a shooter so I could really see him he's the rare instance of a guy because he could get a three every single time a lot of times when guys increase volume, it means they're taking worse shots because they, they got to get them up. With Embiid, teams are going to sag off of him just because they don't want him to go inside. And I honestly think on increased volume, he'd be more confident and more in a rhythm 
that he could elevate his three-point percentage as well as his attempts at the same time, which is a hard skill to do. I mean, people have to, I mean, Maxie's done it, but uh, Embiid can do it a little bit more easily without actually having to improve in my mind. But uh, I think I'll wrap it up on Joel because, I mean, Joel's Joel. Uh, at this point, he's probably 90% of what he will be. He he might even be on the downswing. So <laughs> just just in terms of age, which is just wild to me. But uh love him. Nah, you know he's me. just going up from here. All right. I I like the back optimistic malts back in. Uh we'll talk about another guy I think has been affected by Nick Nurse in a good way. And he had moments last year of doing this, but Tobias Harris is in my mind is actually God. playing his role. And he he's shooting from dead center on the three very quickly and i'm like to the point where i'm like i i think that might actually be too quick for me where he's just like you know what i'm shooting this three and I, i'm kind of joking because it's always been mind-boggling yeah. how he doesn't shoot more threes but he looks confident out there he, he is he's only shooting 3.7 attempts per game and he's shooting 55 percent on them but yeah. he looks more confident in doing it despite the fact he's shooting a low volume it's a little weird there but i think he's playing into his role he looks pretty happy that james harden's not there and honestly i think everyone's a lot happier without james harden it looks just like a better product on the court uh guys are doing stuff that they weren't able to do with harden and probably doc rivers as well tobias looks like one of those guys i actually think nick nurse is getting the best out of tobias harris even more so than doc despite the fact that that clippers here is the one everyone always talks about with with tobias but I don't know. Uh, I think he's been he's been good. He's been getting to the line more. He's averaging five point three attempts per game. Uh, you know, I, once again, not much to say on Tobias. This is, I, I God willing, his his last year on the Sixers. But mm-hmm. uh, he's never so he's like I mentioned. And once again, things are going to go up. Things are going to go down. His career high in free throw attempts per game was in twenty fourteen. Of course, a while ago when he averaged four attempts per game. He's averaging five point three right now. So, uh yeah, you know things are going to go down. It's not you know we don't have to we won't go full maxi on him, but uh, in terms of length, but I don't know what are your thoughts on what how Tobias looks. Like? No, he he's he's been fine. Like you said, I mean I, I do like the quick trigger and just to be a to be a catch and shoot guy, which we've gone back every single season that he's been a Sixer. We kind of say the same thing, which is hey Tobias, we need you to basically be a spot up shooter and you know just get ready. And then that's kind of the role that I think fits him best. We've seen the post up, and yeah, it goes in his little post fade, which I mean I have just like nightmares about before I go to bed. Usually <laughs> the post fade, I just see it often. Well, um, but I will say that, this: I, just just going on his post ups. I will say the post ups. He definitely wants the Toby time a little bit more. Um, or you know, it's fine like, if he's got a mismatch, which which sometimes he and he it looks but, good when it goes in. <laughs> no, for sure. But that's kind of what I'm saying is that I actually think he's been better about posting up. A lot of his fades, I mm-hmm. always felt like were he's like I got a small guy on me. I'm gonna bully him like he was Hakeem Olajuwon. Where now I I and I, you know it's yeah. nice to see when it's a mismatch. But I'm like. Now he's actually just getting it at a good spot and it makes sense to post up. Before I felt like he was trying to post up from the very high post and Carmelo Anthony it. Mm. Now he's playing more like an actual power forward. And I yeah, I, I, just, I just think it's been more efficient post up. And granted, he is shooting 67% from the field. So I think Yeah, I think I think Nick Nurse has done a good job through three three games of just kind of like making sure guys know kind of what to be doing on the court versus like yeah, yes. we're just gonna like kind of run this play and then like you know Toby, hopefully you shoot it. Like no, like things and, like and no. We'll like, get to him, but I think Rubra is the epitome of that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yes, but Toby's been played better, and you know, like we said, through three games, want to see more. Obviously, this will change. But as long as guys, you know, take good looks and understand kind of where they're supposed to be and when what spots they should be at, and Nick Nurse obviously has, like we said, small sample size, but a really good kind of hold on this team, I think, and pretty good presence in the locker room. It's refreshing. So yeah. Uh, PJ Tucker is the exact same guy he's always been. No more thoughts on that. Uh, however, I will say I saw him shoot a three in which Embiid, we, we, our transition offense has been a lot better. I saw uh, PJ Tucker in the Blazers game shoot a transition corner three, which I don't know if he's ever done that in his career because that means he got down the court before Joel did uh, and then chose to shoot the three and made yeah, it. Yeah, so PJ awesome. Tucker once again. I mean, we'll see him in April. That's kind of when I, I start to care. Exactly. Like, and, yep. I, and I wasn't being negative about PJ. I, yeah, no, just, no, I, no. We talked about the four other stars. So yeah, he's one of those guys that like he, he honestly could sit down there six months. We'll be all right. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Right. And he, I will say he looks bought in uh, like everyone else. But I, I think there was some concern with no James Harden there. Yeah. He, yeah I, I don't think PJ is complaining. I think he's been pretty good. So, yep. for, for what he is. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about the biggest revelation on the bench, which is, even though I guess I, I did miss one starter. Uh, well, yeah, let's talk about the other starter because he's been struggling. Uh, it's Anthony Melton. Anthony. Right. Uh, percentages, he's an example of a percentage that's going to go up because it, it would be hard to get worse. He's shooting 30, 31% from the field, 25% from uh, three-point land. Uh, he's looked a little rough, though the passing's been good. 5.3 assists to 1.3 turnovers. And the defense is always there. I don't I don't know what it is with him. I, I just think I did think he was shooting unsustainably well last year and it'll probably dip, but it's he's not this bad of a shooter. He's a better shooter than this. So um that's kind of my main yeah. takeaway. I don't think he's playing poorly necessarily. It, it's yeah, no, no, no. It's just, just a slow start. He'll be he'll be totally fine. I mean, he's he's took some contested looks here and there and, and might be forcing and, and he's but made some of them. He'll be he's taking like mid-range contested and getting like he took an and one the other day when Joel was wide open. I was yeah. like, what the hell are you doing, Melton? And then went in. Like that was the one example I could use of him playing poorly, and it he got an and one. I, I don't know. Anyway, go on. Yeah, no, no, no. I but I think overall, I mean, Melton's played, you know, fine and he knows once again, when I want to talk about a guy that knows his role, plays it very, very well and knows exactly kind of the spots to be at. Obviously, the shots have just not they haven't fell recently, but the they will they will fall. He will continue to shoot. And uh, you know, though they will he will be fine. He will be yeah. fine. Uh, Melton's one of those guys I have faith in. I mean, I saw last season, everyone saw it and, and the way he played, and he'll get back to that level in no time. We could be here a week later being like, wow, Melton's the best guy this week. So that can yeah. easily change. Last year, he never missed a transition three. I swear he was 100% from uh, from that. And, yeah, uh, that was yeah, his he, spot. And, and now he's he's not making – those aren't going in as well as other things. I don't know if he's a little overwhelmed with point guard dude, like co-point guard, combo guard sort of deal. Uh, because that's definitely not his ideal role, but he's doing well. Uh, career high in assists. Uh, he, he's, the turnovers are staying low. Like he's he's doing he's doing what he can. Uh, I would just I'm I'm interested to see how how uh, he will go because I do think he's a guy that would be an interesting trade piece given that he's not under contract next year, and depending on the Harden situation, you know whatever happens with that, I, I think there there might be an overlap with Melton. But I do love Melton. Uh, I, I'm not saying we should bail on him because he's playing poorly. That's that's also not generally not how trading should work because then you're getting worse return for a guy. Could trade a little bit ago, but I'm just saying with Maxi's elevation, I, I don't know how necessary Melton is, I guess. So that, that's it. That's it. My thoughts on Melton. Yeah. You got any more? No, no, he'll, he'll be all right. Shooter, shoot, keep pulling it, play great defense. He's got it. All right. 
the greatest Kansas Jayhawk on the team, Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. Love it. Love it. Somehow oh, averaging 19 points a game, despite the fact he is our sixth man. Animal. And he's not necessarily, I know he averaged 20 last year, but he averaged 20 because he was on the Hornets. Uh, he's only shooting 31% from three, and he, I feel like he's been phenomenal. He's buying in on the, the defensive end. He's really playing his role. He's He looks different than he did in previous years, even though stats might be relatively similar. The assist to is bad, but he is not just chucking up everything he gets, though he is willing to shoot towards the end of the shot clock, which is an incredibly useful skill, especially for a team that struggles with that. The The defense is what impresses me the most, but he's getting to the line. Like he's a shocking good scorer. He could start. I think you could see him starting over Melton and this team maybe even looking oh, better. And that just gives us a huge lineup with, with more athleticism. Uh, I don't want to say more defense because Melton's a good defender, but we can defend bigger guys with, with Uber. It would be interesting. Yeah. Celtics. If we put Uber in the lineup over Melton, something like that. I don't know. He's been great. Uh, I'll let you talk about him. Cause you seem no, no. I, I mean, obviously, you know, sexiest guy on the team had to get that in there real quick, 100%. I start, but no, hundred percent. Maybe in honestly in the league, but right. uh, nevertheless, yeah, he, you know, his, his three point attempts, which I, I like, he like he said, he shoots volume, which is great. And what we yeah, 5.3 need on, like, second on the team. team. So yeah. On a team with Joel and B where, you know, a lot of obviously the paint or the, the, the points are scored in the paint. It just helps to kind of space it out. And then Uber is a willing shooter and can obviously hit him. I mean, yes, the percentages will start to go up and, and kind of, you know, up and down throughout the season. That's how shooters are, but he's a great fit. Obviously we got him for cheap and it, it's the greatest contract on the team guaranteed. Um, And, and just the fit overall, oh, Maxie the way he the also best contract on the team. Maxie probably is the best. Yeah, yeah. 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 But Uber is up there for just value. wise. Well, he's only uh, one year. Maxie's at least restricted and is better. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just put this one year. They're cheap. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. But either way, right. um, but the way he he can slash and and also just like his inside scoring too. He has he had some nice euros and just things that I just didn't expect Kelly Oubre to really have in his bag. He absolutely had. So it's nice to have an athletic wing, which we usually don't have. We have a lot of Danny Greens running around who have two left feet. Shout out to Danny Green though, absolute corpse. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what Kelly Oubre does, man. It's yeah, great. Yeah, I like him. I I know he's going to frustrate people. He's probably not going to yeah. continue to play this well. He's going to be frustrating at times, but he is doing. I can't ask more of him. I ha, yeah, I was optimistic about the signing, and he's exceeded my expectations. Um, yeah, you know, he's been think, phenomenal. Right, I do think people look at the twenty points per game, and that could be misleading for especially the people that don't watch Hornets games, which is a lot of people. I I get it. Um, but I don't know. Like he's not. I thought he would be more. Alec Burksy, who I hated, Ooh. but he's been very good. He's playing in a role. I think Miss I think the offseason might have been enlightening to him where he realized I can't do what I'm doing because that's not going to get me paid. So let me go to this team that's in desperate need of an athletic wing and see what I can do and maybe get a bigger payday next offseason, which is good for him if he's here for one year. Well, uh, wish him the best. Yeah, I think part awesome. of it's hey, hey, I have to change the way I play to get paid, but also it's like hey, I'm going to a team where I'm you know the sixth guy, the sixth man. All right, I, I'm not you know I have the MVP on my team. I have Tyrese Max, who's going probably going to be an All Star this season. Knock on wood, hopefully he does. So there's a lot, there's a lot of talent in front of Kelly Oubre. This isn't the Hornets. We're like oh, we're facing Kelly Oubre and the Hornets. No, no, no. It's fa- we're facing Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey. A couple other guys, then Kelly Oubre gets mentioned. So, you know, I think the way he changed his style of play, sure, definitely factors into it. And then, you know, the, the payday absolutely is a, is a piece there. But, you know, you're on a team with a uh, star set of lineup. So, yeah, uh, ditto. Um, but uh, it, it's interesting. I wonder, once again, I, I don't know if that would 
affect how we approach a Harden trade, given the, my confidence in him to start if we really wanted to. But he's still probably best off in a bench role. But, I mean, he's been good. Uh, nothing really more to say there. Surprisingly, so I, a lot of times I've sorted this in, in points per game. I'm on, I obviously have basketball reference open as I have this. Uh, yep. But uh, do you know that our sixth guy in points per game is one Furkan Korkmaz who's played three minutes, averaging four points per game. We really are a top-heavy team with, with score. That, that's impressive. That actually, that's impressive. Right. Wow. Not gonna, we're not talking about Cork, Cork but still. Damn it. Uh, okay. yeah, I know. I know you're disappointed. Uh, we'll talk about... Uh, I, I just had to throw that out there. Uh, I do yeah, talk about feel him. bad for Ferg, and I want him to get time maybe somewhere else, but free Ferg. All right, Paul Reed is the worst three-point shooter I've ever seen in terms of how it looks. I don't. Maybe Doc Rivers was, was yeah, actually right there. about not <laughs> not letting him shoot. Um, he's still doing his thing, though. I don't know. He, I don't really love how he looks. And granted, that might just be a percentage thing, but it's just I don't think he's been particularly great. I still have faith in him. He obviously played his role very well in the playoffs last year. Um, so I'm not going to be too negative on, on Paul Reed, but it, at times I've been like, I'm pretty sure Mo Bamba could do this, even though he was horrible in the in the preseason. But we did sign him, so I don't know. Anyway, I'd love to see, I'd love to see a little, and not to get off the Paul Reed, a little Mo Bamba. I mean, we're three games in. Show me a little Bamba, please. La 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 la, and then we can play the song at least as well. But yeah, I mean, right. give me some Mo Bamba action, especially in garbage time. Come on, I mean, show off a little bit. But yeah, Paul Reed needs to stop shooting uh, anywhere outside the arc at we'll all. Figure ever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. He's fine. Help him. Yeah, no, no, no. But Paul had a fantastic, you know, postseason last year, um, and I think he'll he'll be totally fine. But yeah, just just the shot making and and your shot selection needs to be kind of cleaned up there. But he'll be all right. Yeah, I I really don't have much else because I don't want to be too negative. But I do we heal the players? Do we hit Danny Green yet? Or no, do you... no, not quite. We're missing quite a few. Patrick Beverly. Mm. Uh, oh, superstar. Make jokes about him. I, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I actually do like him more than I, I thought. Uh, I I always thought his defense was a little overrated. His stats obviously are nothing to to talk about. He jars a lot of balls loose, just ones I don't expect him to get to, especially for a guy his size. I and I know we've seen Patrick Beverly for years, but he has had to evolve because he's much worse than what he used to be. Um, I don't think he's like very good, which I guess is an insult. Uh, he has yet to take a three this year. But he kind of just knows what he's doing. Like it's it's kind of the epitome of just a veteran. It's he's kind of like a point guard version of PJ Tucker. Um, but I don't know. That that that's kind of honestly that's it I have on Beverly. I don't. Yeah, no, he he does have Hall of Fame ninety four feet. Okay, he does. It's two K badge, which Beverly seems to have. I love it. It picks up everyone. But no, I mean Beverly's. I think he's solid. I mean, seems like a good guy. Exactly for the, exa- for the team. Loves yeah, pandering. Yeah, like, seems like like Nick yeah Sirianni. yeah he. Well, I was going to say, it, it kind of does, and I know you hate when I say this, but he does fit in with the whole Phillies, kind of like an asshole, like this and that. He, he just does. He fits in with the city. And also, the Barstool podcast, hilarious that he's on, that he runs. It's so funny. Uh, so definitely give that one a listen. But no, I, yeah. Pat I, I don't. A, so I don't listen to him. I obviously do the quotes. I mean, the, the licking my chops meme that I've always seen through Twitter yeah. is, is pretty yeah. lovely. So I appreciate Beverly for that. But No, he's great. He was talking about Ubering around Philly, going to different like bars. A place I, I was about to say, I miss his heart. Oh my god, 
almost yeah, basically hardened. He's hardened, but it actually gets on the court. So uh, no, Pat has been great and uh, exactly what I thought. But hey, you can shoot, play defense. That's fine. That's what you need. So he's he fills his role. All right, uh, we're gonna do a two for one here. We're gonna talk about two players, wow. and the admittedly the guy you like has been better and might have usurped him in the rotation. But you seem to have I don't have as strong feelings as you. However, I prefer Danny Green to Daniel House. You prefer Daniel House, and I get it. He's not as corpsey as Danny Green, but I just think Danny Green uh, fits a role better. And I I, I just want to hear when House hits a three. And I'm Frank. Owls, they don't play that. Oh, it'd be should. interesting if they played that after, <laughs> he, well, after he misses, actually. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Not make. Yeah. Um, uh, road teams yeah. absolutely should. But <laughs> it's playing brick house. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Like Danny Green just like annoys me. He obviously he's <laughs> passed like, his prime. Well, you I'm are not Jewish, lie, so he, like I get it. You know, he, he's got he just, he's got some stuff about that. He just, yeah, he just annoys, but it's not even that. It's just like the whole I forgot he was in the league. I'm not going to lie. Like when, like when he was on the Cavs, I thought Cavs injured retire. And then he, he comes in the preseason. Like, I'm willing to give him a shot. He it's looked- fine. It's fine. He's just inconsistent. He's slow. His defense is not what it was. I just rather have house. Yeah. That's maybe fine. he can't shoot I just don't as think well. House is good either. Or honestly play cork and like spurts. I, I know they're not going to do that. All right. Sense. That's something I can get behind. Go cork. I mean, like at least give cork some minutes. That's what I don't get early in the season too. It's like we can afford Yes, the Sixers don't want to go 0 and 7, right? But like, I could and then be all right. I'm just saying it's a long season. The games are not meaningful, right? They're just not as meaningful yet. So, like, play the dudes, see out your rotation. I'm sure, obviously, Nick Nurse is with these guys every single day. So he knows who's who. But like, I would just love, give me more house. Just give me a little more house. That's all I'm saying. So, fair enough. I think they're, they're I don't think they, and the man bun too. The man really... looks good matter but i think they one of them it's, could play into a rotation it's player. minor yeah yeah all right uh speaking of someone that belongs in a rotation but it might be in a high school uh Jaden springer he oh my god every time go. he's on the court you're playing four on five on offense and his defense Stop. while good his do you know what he averages the most per game in terms of stats besides minutes it is personal blocks. fouls, be blocks. no oh. fouls because that's, that's all out. he fucking does he oh just fouls every play. He's dri- he drives me insane. I can't stand him, honestly. Him and it's Can awesome. <laughs> he has great highlights because he's he jumps really high, but he's not athletic. He doesn't do anything well. He just kind of, whatever. He he still sucks. He's never going to be a good player. <laughs> Maybe you can trade him to someone else. Anyway, go on. Listen, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. So he's played, obviously, you know, what, has he played all the games this season? No. Yeah, he's played, he's played two, two games. games. He's played two six games. minutes, but every time he's in, it's there's a, he gets in early in the games and then Nick Nurse realizes why he can't stay in games because he. But he I mean, like look at the leap last game. Look, <laughs> look at the leap. Point two blocks to one point five. He's averaging to say this guy's an animal. He's an animal. Jaden Springer, so, I will, I'll give him this. If he could swap bodies with Mo Bamba, I think. I would, yeah, sky's I was gonna, the limit. He might be minute bowl, but he. If I was gonna say, if Jaden Springer's like six eleven, it's over. It's over. Right. But unfortunately, yeah, yeah. he's not that big, and he's not good because he can't. He can't really dribble. He can't shoot. Doesn't really yeah, have a scoring no, acumen. No, I mean, I, he sucks. Yeah, he's kind of just like a body that's athletic and that's and a story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's athletic, but he's not fast. He's just he just jumps high. No, yeah, it's weird. He he does have like a weird build. It's just this. this I don't know. I, yeah, no. And you're, you describe right. Obviously, Springer's not really going to make triple an impact jump. on this team. And yeah, <laughs> great triple job. He'd be great in the Olympics. Um, yeah, he's playing. He's, he's doing. He's got the wrong career. Is all I'm saying. But no, I mean, yeah, Springer's been whatever. I mean, yeah, vertical he gets, immersion. He gets, I, he, gets I, min, he gets minutes. He gets minutes. Drives me insane. He's like, 
it, and it's funny because there are people here that were really hard on Matisse. Matisse is so much better than Jane Springer. Yeah, well, I think that's issues, that's the thing too. It's like close. you look at players, especially role players. Like guys have specialties, right? And then that's kind of what you're pointing to is where Jaden Springer doesn't really have a specialty outside it's, of fouling. it is defense. He's good at defense, but he's not as good as Matisse on defense. No, and, no, 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 and no, he's absolutely worse on offense. Yeah, I'm gonna. But be like honest. you look at like a lot of role players. Like if you're gonna be good, like at least be dominant at something or like like an elite tier or something. Like Melton, sure, like he has off nights, but his right. defense is pretty damn good. Like he's a very good defender from the perimeter. And that's a role right. player we're talking about. So, you know, there's guys on the team that like Kelly Uber is kind of a, a you know natural scorer and obviously can play a little bit of defense, but like he does something very well. And that's overall can score the ball. Springer does not provide you with really anything. And if it's defense, it's garbage time defense because he's proven that he's not as good as we think. Right. It's that defense. So that's part of the issue, but I don't know. Yeah. We, we, we won't spend too, too much time on him, yeah. but I mean, obviously had some great preseason moments, uh, but I, I still 100%. think he sucks. Maybe if I don't know if you can convince a team to take him, just I don't think they're looking at our yeah, preseason. If they're in a package, maybe they're like, oh, we'll take him. All right, fine. Yeah, I mean, it sounds going paper because he's 21 years old somehow still. But it's uh, crazy. He came in at 19. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I've yeah. whatever. He's and he hasn't improved. Mm-hmm. Just, well, he's, he's gotten better, but he's yes, not yeah. much better for the fact he's been in the league for a couple of years now. All right. Uh, Petra Seven Bomba, I would like to see more of even though they were bad and, and Paul Reed, I do believe in, but if Paul Reed's going to be this iffy, I'm not saying you should take him out of the rotation, but like Paul Reed's averaging around 14 minutes right now. And Embiid's averaging 33, um, you know, maybe in a blowout, you could get him beat down to 30, get him, get Paul Reed down to 10 and, and then put one of those guys in instead is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I flat out agree. Like I said, this early in the season, they they absolutely should get some minutes. Let me let me see a little bit. Give me some flashes. So, and I I still think I mean maybe not Petrus. I don't know if he's ready, but at least Mo Bamba's been in the league for a little bit. I mean, I, I think he can. And Bamba's had some back. moments. Uh, yeah, I mean, I this know, isn't like I know a total. Have previously hated him, so I know he's got his flaws, and he was awful in the preseason. Uh, but he, I don't think he's as bad as in the preseason no. as he's been in the NBA. So, I, I don't know. That, that's yeah. Give me some more Mo Bamba. I agree. Um, also just like, he's a, I don't know. He was on the, the race Ricky Sanchez podcast and, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've seen him on other podcasts before. He is just an incredible, like he, he can have an insane media career. Uh, well, he's just great, great speaker. Yeah. He's just incredible. Like natural. <laughs> he's, he's better at that than he is basketball. And he's obviously very good at basketball. He's one of the, he's in the NBA. He's in the NBA. Yeah. That's what I'm, gonna say. Uh, well, yeah. I, I say that, but Jaden Springer's also in the NBA. Um, all right. Okay. That, that's my last shot on him. And uh, I mean, we'll talk about the elephant in the room, I guess. Harden didn't play. We talked about everyone that played. Superstar. So, oh, uh, oh, my bad. Harden, of course, I think since we did the last pod, there's been developments. We did a pod not too long ago, but he obviously sat on the bench for the home opener. It seems like he's he's having the longest ramp up of all time. I, I mean, I don't know. I think he's going to play. So, I, that, so my thought hasn't changed. I thought he was going to play beforehand, but. Honestly, I'm I I can't believe I'm towards it, but I still would play him. But I'm not. I don't think it's the hundred percent the solution. I could see a world in which I'd rather just let Maxi and Embiid keep doing their thing. You know, maybe if something falters, but you know, because yeah. I I don't want to stunt Maxi's development. If he's blossoming as a playmaker, I want to let him keep doing it. Same with Embiid. But yeah, I mean, the more the more. 
the more this Sixers team on the floor right now without Harden plays, the more I'm and obviously has success, the more I'm like, I don't want Harden back. So, you know, they keep continuing to get wins and he's come back in three games and we're, you know, what are we, well, we're five and one, right? Or whatever it is. I don't know if I want Harden back. Now, obviously, if he's healthy and he's ready to go and he's motivated and wants to be on the court, he's going to play, right? You're, you have to, you're going to put him on the court. So, yeah. And, and, um, and obviously, the solution is trade. Long term future. So, that helps us get a trade. So I understand it. We should let him play. But I'm just saying, like emotionally, I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah, no, no. He's 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 gonna end up on the court at some point. And uh, no, I mean, I think they have to either you know trade him at the deadline, which I assume they will for something. For I'm not saying it's gonna be great, but for something. Or I don't know how. It, I mean, obviously, his beef is not with the play. It's different than Simmons, where his beef is not really with the players. It's with obviously front office and Maury. So yeah, it's a different it's so dilemma. Weird but, yeah. because so weird. You know, I, so I, weird. I, he was on the bench. And he's having like a good time. It seems like talking with PJ Tucker and Tyrese Maxey and oh, great time. and he seems to be helping out the young players. Like I saw him talking to Springer, I think, and pointing stuff out. And it was, you know, I, I in, in some ways I will say I, I, this is the most positive I'll be at James Harden. A, I'm glad he was an asshole early in the offseason. So Maxey had something to work towards, unlike Ben Simmons, who was kind of just going to keep it unpredictable and not and be vague and blame his teammates beyond behind the media. But uh, he was an asshole early at the very least. And then he showed up, he shows up enough and is trying to help be a good teammate, even though he's yeah. being a terrible teammate. And so he's doing the best he can for the fact he's sitting out. I, I don't know, but uh, he's not as disruptive as Ben. So whatever. I it's still the whole him not showing up a couple days ago was strange, but uh, yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's what I was saying. And it's, just one example. Uh, would you trade him hypothetically? It, it, you'd have to have some work around. And it, it might involve multiple teams for OG and Anobi. Yes. Whether it be whatever you get for him. I mean, I, it seems you might have to bring in some other stuff. Jane Springer, just kidding. Um, <laughs> you yeah, might have to bring yeah. in some other stuff, but I don't know. Maybe his value increases from a team that's desperate. Like, I'm not saying Toronto would trade for him, even though they don't have a point guard, but uh, maybe, maybe some other. About- I think you'd be a fit there. I think Harden be actually a solid fit. And they have so many wings and then kind of right. and, and the reason I mentioned OG potentially being traded, and I'm I went off on Masai Ujiri last time, and he doesn't trade yeah. his players and he lets them expire, which is fine. Terrible move as a GM. But the point is that he is expiring. Maybe Masai's gonna change, but probably not. Uh but he's expiring, and it, I talked about that athletic wing being a void. I think he can do it. I also have another one. I, I know you didn't listen to the to the last podcast. I mean you're kind of a co-host here so it kind of makes sense you're going to be on most of them so you know my Sixers thoughts I, but I haven't presented this one to you I think it's going to be in the offseason however I wonder if there's a world in which it happens during the season uh Clay Thompson's also expiring <laughs> would yeah. uh what if the Warriors decide like we're not going to re-sign Clay so we'll trade him to some other team. I'm not saying they get hardened but they get whatever three team four team whatever the deal is they get stuff yeah. for Clay and and we turn Harden to Clay because I think Clay's the epitome of he can play even awesome shooter. I mean, that's just kind of who you want with Embiid. Uh, I know is he's not the player he once was, but yeah, and he's not quite the athletic wing, but he's a wing and he can really fucking shoot, as we know. Uh, yeah, he can shoot. <laughs> he passed, uh, I think, Jamal Crawford for tenth all time on three pointers made. So that brother can shoot, but I I would take either. I mean, when you look at both those trade or you know trade pieces, I would take OG. I would take Clay at this point, and they kind of give you a, a similarish things. Obviously, Clay's an elite yeah. shooter, and also you know, they they can be off season targets with 
with our yeah Rockets. yeah but i mean that's just it gives you another like really true third option right you have Embiid, you have maxi this guy that your third option doesn't have to be a superstar you're not you're not getting a superstar yeah. as your third option you're just not but i I mean, you look at the Bucks. Like, who's their third? Chris Middleton. Okay, is OG close to Chris Middleton? I think so. Is Clay? I think so. I mean, Clay's better. better. Even even if if Wash Clay is just yeah. the threat of him shooting and the defense he can provide. Yeah. He doesn't need to actually be shooting well to to play well. So there you go. So that's that's yeah. So exactly. So that's that's the other piece is like you know you look at third options up and down the East and in the comp. I mean, they're right up there, right? So you have Maxine and Bead and and whoever you turn hard and into somehow can be a viable option on offense and play some good defense and just give you quality minutes where you're like, you know what? And B was off, but Clay stepped up. Okay, awesome. Or, you know, you know, Max didn't have a night, but OG got some buckets and, you know, he put up 15 on an efficient shooting. Great. There's points you wouldn't have got without, without, you know, someone on the bench. So that's what we need. I mean, you just have to have guys that fill a void. And obviously they're missing star yeah. power. And the deeper you can bring your lineup, we're like, okay, you bring in OG. Well, that slides Ubre down. Great, right. but now you know. Okay, someone's having an off night. You put in Uber. He's giving you production, so you have guys you can kind of plug and play if you make the right trade. And that's kind of what they need to do is just you know get deeper. Right, and the overarching... you're not going to get a top here. Right, yeah. the overarching point I've I guess I've kind of had with Maxi and and some of Uber too. Our biggest needs before the season, we were in desperate need of an athletic wing and a playmaker. Maxi and Embiid have sort of filled the void as a playmaker, and Ubre has sort of filled the void as an athletic wing. So. I think maybe you can hone in. You don't need to get a guy who does both of those things. You just need a guy who can do one of those things, really, for Arden. And I yeah. think, uh, you know, I, I know I said athletic wing and then said Clay, but Clay's obviously an exception for many reasons. Uh, yeah. I don't think the Warriors are and going to trade him move. for what it's worth, but it's I do think he's an offseason target. What were you saying? No, I was just saying, I mean, Clay's still like a, I'm not saying he's an elite defender of what he once was, but he's. Some, he's still a good defender. Still he just knows game. what to, he yeah, knows what to do. He was never reliant yeah, on yeah, defense, or, or he was never reliant on athleticism to play defense. Yeah. Now, granted, he's another year removed from the ACL, so maybe he's going to keep improving throughout the season. Then the Warriors will be like, "Fuck no, we're not letting him go in free yeah, agency either." I, I'm talking about either, but both these guys are expiring, so it's worth mentioning that they could be moved. I feel like if the team doesn't want it's them, big all season and then Tobias expires soon. Could be missing. Yeah, what um, happens next off season. Yeah, I I just think it's interesting. We'll see what Harden does, how he plays. Of course, we'll get back on the podcast. Uh, this has actually been way nicer. The the early Ben Simmons games, like we didn't even spend that much time on Harden, and I'm I'm pretty much good on Harden if you are. So. Yeah, no, I I I'm as well. I'm good. All right. Any we've talked about him a decent amount intermittently throughout the time talking about players, but Nick Nurse, general thumbs up, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, yes, without a doubt. Not even. Yeah, I I don't story. think I think uh. Just schematically, we, like I said, we're putting... I think our transition offense, that's the one point I wanted to talk about. Uh, not that I think Nick Nurse is an offensive mastermind, but we're all we're simultaneously getting more rebounds and transitioning more. We Embiid got a transition bucket. He did a, the Lamella ball in high school where he just kind of stayed on that end because he realized he wasn't going to get back and then got an and one on the other end and then the, did the, you know, celebration. But uh, he was, uh, like... Embiid's out in transition. Maxi obviously is really good at pushing in transition. I haven't had as many infuriating. Tobias Harris, he was always the poster child of grabbing the rebound and then doing nothing with it, despite people being open in transition. And I think Nick Nurse has really brought that out of everyone. He's made it a focus, and as well as the rebounding itself, which is kind of crazy to do both at the same time because they might be contradictory at times. 
yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, no, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, all, all your points about Nick Nurse, though, it's, it's true. And I think, I mean, you're, you're seeing it through three games. And I think the, I think the big thing with the coach, and we kind of talked about this with Doc was kind of like, you know, the, the spirit of, and I'm pulling a rep, the spirit, but it's true of the locker room. And, you know, I mean, obviously nurse has, has some pull over that, but I think schematically, like you said, that's where really the X's and O's and that's, that's his specialty versus doc was more of like that the locker room dude. And he was motivating and he, and he, you know, talked to the young guys and, and obviously, you know, took over Joel and, and make sure he was in line. So there was things from more of like a teaching standpoint versus like, Hey, this is how we're going to draw it up and you know execute, which is Nick nurse's specialty. So. I just think it, you talked about the motivational and just everything along those lines, but nurses has really found the way to uh, teach, you know, the old saying of like, can't teach an old dog new tricks. He's actually doing that. And I'm not, you know, not to call everyone old, but Tobias is, he's changed how Tobias is playing. He's changed how Embiid's playing. Um, he's changed how Ubre's playing. Ubre, once again, not old, but, you know, he, he kind of, you kind of thought he is what he is at this point. Uh, he's doing that with all those guys, and I think that's really impressive and just speaks to the leader he is. Of course, the younger guys are playing different, but you can attribute that to them just getting better, you would think, or just doing something different. Uh, and Melton, too, also doing more things. So it'll be interesting as it goes along. The locker room does seem to like him. The, I, I don't remember exactly. I remember it being miserable, So, but that also might just be because of Ben Simmons. But I feel like Doc, he did an okay job handling the Ben Simmons, like, like once Ben Simmons was holding out, I think he did an, an all right job during the season. It wasn't a complete disaster, uh, but I think Nurse is doing a better job because things are positive in Philly for once. So I don't know. Yeah, well, and I think it's. I mean, yes, they're similar-ish situations. I think the the fact that Simmons had obvious beef against his teammates too, and just the organization in general hurts yeah, more. Yeah, the Simmons like, was worse because of Simmons, but I also yeah, I mean, Harden at least is like, hey, he's willing to come to the arena, and like, I mean, if, remember, yeah, when Simmons was first out, my God, if he showed up to the arena, people would throw like throw shit at him. Harden at least he's there, he's having fun with the fans, like he's still there. So it's it's a little different, but yeah, and and Nurse has done a great job. Yeah, um, and I think that's pretty much all we got. We we talked a while. For the fact that it was three games, we will talk again. I did pods pretty quickly, but it was good to know. Uh, Waltz, let's get you weren't on our season preview pod, me and mm. Sam, uh, of course. So I don't mm. know if your thoughts have changed throughout this or whatnot. Sam and I gave pretty okay uh, meh outlooks. Who, um, it doesn't, how far do you think the Sixers go? Um, well, I think they're going to make a trade at some point to. Yeah, you can factor deeper. that in. I think they make the conference finals and shocks some people this year. Okay, that is shocking because I thought there was. A, I still kind of think they're a second round. Yeah, exit. I, I think the most I, maybe likely, I but I, I believe it. I don't know. Yeah, like I think I think most likely, obviously, is is kind of the second round and out the usual route. But I think uh, I think they can get to the conference finals. I know we said it last season with Harden and the whole squad, but I, 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 you know, so far I've seen some really good things, and I think if they can add to it and make some moves and. You know, we know Daryl Morey's not afraid to make a move. We know that. So, um, yeah, I think they made the conference finals and anything's gained from there. But obviously, it's unlikely to get past even the second round. But I'm going conference finals. So, And then you said the conference finals. So that has us losing to somebody, of course, that will be in the finals. What is your finals pick? NBA or conference finals? NBA. I'm going to go... I want to go Celtics. I think they're better than the Bucks. I agree. Um, yeah, they're better than the Bucks. And then I want to go Celtics over 
This is tough. I really haven't put too much thought into the West. Wow. Well, uh, the West, there might be an obvious one. Sam and I both won against the Green, I, but I, yeah, I don't want to go Suns. I don't want to go Suns. Oh, really? I thought the obvious one was the Nuggets. <laughs> I thought Sam and I were going against the Green. Really? I, okay. I okay. No, I don't think Nuggets repeat. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is about them. They lost some key pieces. I, I just think they're a well-oiled machine. They are. They 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 are though. I mean, they they run through Jokic, obviously. Thank MVP. Um, I just I just I, think Murray's going to get better as he gets further removed from his injury and you know all those other things. I stay that, and I still pick the the Suns, but that's mostly just because I think Durant is Durant and Booker's the Booker, and I don't know. I have a lot anyway. Oh, you need mine. Uh, I'm gonna go you know, Lakers. Lakers. Shocking. Which. I'm gonna be honest. They look like dog shit right now, but I like it. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. They're they're one and two. And, uh, I, I don't like counting out. Long season ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I do count like counting out a Disney like though. A Disney. Who... I, yeah, a Disney's a fraud. I always think he's a fraud. But you know what? There's some of the Lakers, and then my other team that I can also pick because you know now you have two teams in the finals from the same conference. Brand new. I just one of that Warriors right. as well. Like the Beans, maybe the Kings too. Who knows? And then and then the Thunder as well. I do. Everyone loves the Thunder, so I'm not even going to talk about that. But I threw I in half them. the West. Does that count? <laughs> right. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Well. Okay. We'll, wait. We'll... I'm regretting my pick from the Lakers. They're fucking horrible. I'm gonna go. I'm going. I'm going Kings. Lock it in. <laughs> it's official. Kings. Celtics. Light the fucking beam, baby. Light it now. Darren yeah. Fox MVP. Finals MVP. Yep. Wow. Okay. Kings over. Kings in five. By the way, I already have the whole series played out. Wow. Kings well, that was quite the quite the prediction. Honestly, the highlight of. This that's episode. my hot take too since you know I, yeah i was I gonna say I, I guess we don't even need to do take. takes you already that's my hot take up. um i mean i do like the well i I shouldn't say i like the kings i like darren fox and and kevin herter and malik monk harrison barnes and there's other people on the kings that's the best i can say let a barnes h barnes cook all right and sacramento is a very nice area that people shit on for, despite never have been in sacramento yeah it's, okay it's my, yeah no it's my, that's that's my hot take um not really but uh we we actually yeah. we gave enough takes so we don't we don't have to do takes plus we're yeah. going a little long um i don't know that's that's pretty much all i got uh Maltz, where can they find you unless there's something else you want to plug or talk about oh yeah well, i didn't get my I, i'm gonna get my sixers seating prediction or where they're gonna finish in the east at least since we're still pretty early in the season i i got Go us i think i already said this actually in a different pod i'm gonna have us at like the Three. I'm gonna put us three again. Really? I'm gonna okay. put us three. I'm so do you, yeah. do you think the I think Cavs are below us? Yeah. I assume you have Bucks, Celtics, one, you know, some combination of one. Two. Yeah. And then okay, that's interesting. I still think the I'm Cavs going are Celtics. Still better for the regular season. Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Cavs, uh, and then five. I'm going. I don't know. Five this is more than Sam tough. and I did, so I don't know. Like the Heat don't Five's give a shit about tough. the regular season, so it's kind of no. Tough. I was gonna pick Heat, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Pistons shocks some people. Talk to me. <laughs> I yeah, that would shock me. I like some of their young guys, but they I don't think they're ready. Tell I know the Pacers back. are are Sam's like sleeper team, but yeah, we both yeah. Rick yeah, I can see the Pacers You think Jokic wins MVP? Because I do. No. Uh, Really? No. Who, who do you think it is? Because Sam and I both kind of agreed it was going to be Jokic because I think the media is so desperate after they wasted a year not voting for their golden boy. And you really I think, think Jokic is going to win another MVP? Yes, I think Jokic. Could, I, I talked about it on the last podcast. I think Jokic could win MVP averaging 15 points a game. I think they're so mad That's they absurd. gave Joel. I think they're so mad they gave Joel the MVP. It's it's the media yeah. voted. It's a it's you know it's like 
they control it. And they're the people that are pissed at themselves and putting it in an anti-MBD agenda. Well, this I did have the Celtics winning the East or being the one seed, which I'm going to put Tatum as my MVP okay. this season. I, I, I think that is possible. I also think the media tends to, fa- as Sam and I often joke about, the media does favor yeah. Boston because they're all from there. Uh, but yes, I, I can see that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think t- I think Tatum's my, if I had to pick one, I would go Tatum just, you know, just to kind of switch things up. But I also think he has obviously a legit chance. I mean, any of those guys. We do. like getting new faces in the MVP as as people. Like, I could see them not, like, I, I, I yeah. think some people, even though I said Jokic could win it with, with 15 points a game, I think some people do get fatigued from Jokic and I could see Tatum if they are yeah, the Yeah, I mean, like. Or Porzingis well, you know, because that guy's been fucking incredible. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I would love like my favorite to win it. Like, I would love Shea or like even like Fox or Edwards. They have no chances though. But that I was awesome. Know. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? But fuck Jokic. We won't go through all the other picks. Sam and I did, but um, I love it. This is a Sixers preview. Jokic anti Jokic. Well, I just wanted to get the, the two most important ones. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll no, we'll, we'll monitor that as it goes through. I don't think Embiid has any shot just because people hate him. So. That's, no, that's yeah, I, I mean, unless unless he, if he is the point scoring leader again, I think he's in the conversation. Depending, I mean, if he does what he did last year, which it's hard to replicate, depending on how many games he plays, and we'll see. Which I don't like how he was supposed to rest yesterday. Thank God he did. Oh, that was ridiculous. Um, I, I I'm glad we you talked about that. The yeah, absolute loser behavior to rest him for the yeah the home game. Yeah, for oh, the home oh, opener. Oh. Fuck out of here. Ridiculous. Also ridiculous that the NBA made us go to Milwaukee, Toronto, and then Philadelphia on a back to back. Yeah, what is that for the home opener too? It's like right. we're treated like we're fucking like a third tier organization. I don't want to hear it. It's we're already back. And we're going hating on Adam Silver, bitching yeah. about the media. We're back. Philly versus everyone. I know. Yeah, we're we're back. Philly <laughs> everyone. Get the shirts out. Go Birds. Right. Oh yeah. man. All right. Now we really got to wrap it up. I'm saying go Birds. Yeah. Jeez. Right. Uh. Well, you won't catch me saying that, but uh. Know that Stillers. Yeah, I will say about Embiid and MVPs real quick. Just. Really wrapping it up. I'm not saying I don't think he can ever win an MVP again. I think the only way he wins an MVP, though, is if he dominates in the playoffs and does what Jokic did. And then the next year, they're like, no, we'll give Embiid an MVP again. So I think it's going to be a long process if Embiid wants an MVP again. But all right, that's that's going to wrap up. He's going to have to do insane things, but yep. Yes. Yep. Maltz, where can they find you? As always, Sixers.mania on Instagram, PSF app. Check it out. It's all over the place on our, our socials and whatnot. So, yeah, uh, go Sixers. Big season ahead. Yeah, uh, you can find me, of course, here and on all social medias as Bill Coffrin. Uh, I will be writing a bit more for the Sixers sense than I was previously. I kind of started at an interesting time, uh, but been more consistent now that articles are going up uh, i did i mentioned it a few pods ago it's i think it's still up there and it still gets a good amount of clicks but uh my sixers 10 biggest mistakes was uh one of my favorite things to write it was really it took me a long time and uh, i was pretty proud of it so uh not to keep going on about myself but uh we'll try to keep being more consistent with pods because uh sixers are back, interesting baby. so um and fucking back still my passion to talk about so uh thanks for listening we'll do takes when we're not having as busy of an episode but Today was pretty loaded with three games and the first three being that. So uh, thank you for listening. Until next time.